Okay, okay. Let me get this straight, yeah. So Man City can cheat in football. Like it's a like it's a career mode, like it's a FIFA career mode, yeah. So these guys can <laughs> apparently they can lie to UEFA that they have more money that they've made that they've made more money than they actually have and go on to buy players worth god knows how much when they didn't really have this money and not even get away with the ban that they were handed in in february you know what <sighs> this is very annoying to me anyway <laughs> i'll just talk about this in a second let me introduce the podcast welcome to back in my room the podcast by imran jomo where i talk to myself and you listen so let me start from the beginning from the beginning from the beginning <laughs> uh which 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 south african president was it that said beninging forgotten was it zuma i think it was zuma anyway i'm getting distracted <laughs> So Man City were banned in, in February. They were banned from the Champions League in February for two seasons by UEFA for a serious breach in FFP regulations and subsequently refusing to cooperate with UEFA during the investigation. So quickly, I'll just tell you guys, FFP means financial fair play. And financial fair play regulations was is this thing that was implemented by UEFA in 2011, if I'm not wrong, in 2011. That basically meant, it has all these rules, yeah? But basically, FFP means a club can't spend more money than they have made. I will say that again. A club cannot spend more money than they have made. So... If a team, let's say Manchester City, <laughs> for example, I'm just throwing it out. And no, I'm not. These bastards, these cheaters, they're cheating like it's FIFA career mode. <laughs> so apparently Man City, uh, earlier this year, they were banned from the Champions League for two years. They were found to have overstated sponsorship revenue and break-even information in accounts submitted to UEFA between 2012 and 2016. So they were basically saying, okay, we have this amount of money, or we've made this amount, but they really hadn't made that amount, which is a clear break of FFP rules. And as a result, they were banned from the Champions League for two seasons. Or so we thought... Come July, early this week, um, that ban was overturned by CAS, the court arbitration, arbitration, <laughs> the court arbitration of sport. Yeah, they overturned that ban, but not because. By the way, let me just tell you, <laughs> this is this is where this is where you just start worrying about UEFA as an organization. Like, what kind of organite? Let me tell you guys what happened. So the ban was overturned by the court arbitration of sport. And not because Man City proved themselves innocent 
of their financial misconduct because clearly they were very guilty of that financial misconduct otherwise they would have given you for the access to those to the evidence that should have proved otherwise but let's go on so that ban was overturned by cas not because city proved themselves innocent but because uefa themselves failed to follow their own guidelines in giving out the suspension you make rules for something yeah you make rules and then when you are implement when you are trying to implement those rules onto a club or onto something you conveniently forget certain aspects and as a result you lose a court case is it just that that uefa is their lawyers are stupid or did they just not care about this case what were they trying to do because now let me let me tell you this is why man city won this court case and as i've said not because they proved themselves innocent but because uefa failed to follow their own guidelines and a critical part of uefa's club financial control body a part of uh, that handbook for UEFA's financial club control body says that prosecution is barred after five years for all breaches of the UEFA club licensing and FFP regulations. I'll repeat that. Prosecution is barred after five years of all breaches of UEFA club licensing and financial fair play regulations. So it's written in your rule book that you cannot really go after a team who have breached something in your rules that happened more than five years ago. So UEFA, explain to me why you're looking for misconduct from Man City between 2012 and 2016. And apparently what they found was uh, the issue they found was something that happened in 2014. So that's six years ago. When you, you forgot that you wrote these rules into your rule book. What? What's, what kind of stupidity? What kind of incompetence? What kind of laziness <laughs> goes into the biggest football association in the fucking world? UEFA. Europe, Jesus, help them, please. <laughs> it's a it's a joke. How do you forget to follow your own rules when when trying to <laughs> when trying to stop another club from breaking your rules? You break your own rules. Like, what did they think was going to happen? I really hope that I've explained that properly, and I I, I do, but like. <laughs> UEFA just seems like a really stupid organization at this point. They just don't seem like they know what they're doing. But here's the other thing. The pandemic hit. Corona came and switched things around, you know? So I can see on the other hand why UEFA would not mind Man City playing in the, in the, in the Champions League. 
basically, obviously, uh, because the pandemic hit, you can't have fans in the stadium. And in light of that, UEFA and the Champions League, UEFA, which is no, the Champions League, which is under UEFA, a hundred percent needs all the money they can get from from the from from fans watching on TV. And Man City, which is easily one of the most exciting teams in Europe, with Pep as their coach, uh, KDB in their midfield, Raheem Sterling on the wing. Sergio Aguero at striker, easily one of the most entertaining teams to watch in Europe. And I can see why UEFA, this is probably not, it's a big L for them, let me be honest. It's a big L for them because FFP is supposed to be this huge uh, thing that's supposed to uh, make uh, finances in football fair and other bullshit like that. But I can see why, in light of the pandemic, having these players, having Man City playing in the Champions League, that attracts more people than probably a team like Leicester or fucking Sheffield United, who are somehow in contention for Europe. <laughs> Maybe not top four, but Europa. But you can definitely see how I would rather watch KDB and Raheem Sterling in the Champions League than fucking Ben Chilwell and Kasper Schmeichel. You know what I'm saying? So it just makes sense to me. Although I am pissed, although I am pissed, I'll be honest. It makes sense to me though why UEFA might have just said, you know what, um, Maybe we're not going to go too hard on these guys because we need the money that they're going to bring into our organization for the next uh, couple of months, maybe until a vaccine is sorted out. But who knows? <laughs> but you know what? At least, at least they were fined 10 million euros. Wow. Let's clap for UEFA. Let's clap for them fucking idiots 10 million euros is a fucking yo Sheikh Mansour pieces 10 million euros I can guarantee you <laughs> the owner of Man City can piece out 10 million euros right now if he wants and that is what you have decided to find them for not following um, FFP regulations and refusing to cooperate with your investigation Get the fuck out of here, man. Let me just be honest. Just just get the fuck out of here. If I don't know what you guys are doing, FFP is useless. Yeah, all these big clubs are going to continue spending, are going to continue spending all the money that they have because all their rich owners are going to keep pumping millions and millions of pounds into their clubs and there's nothing you can do about it simple so in other news the former first lady of the united states michelle obama has a podcast coming out july 29th first of all it's exclusive on spotify only on spotify that is big news for two reasons and i'll tell you why quickly 
for me as a podcaster i can be nothing but excited that michelle obama has a podcast coming and this is let me tell you my personal experience this is why i felt like it was big news i got an email do you know how many hundreds and thousands of podcasts probably get dropped uh, or rather released into the internet every single day every single week but spotify chose to tell me that michelle obama is getting her own podcast even when joe rogan who signed a, a licensing deal for 100 million dollars uh, i didn't get an email about that i had to hear about it from the other news um, outlets that i listen to the other podcasts that i listen to but michelle obama i got a fucking email so you can imagine how big that is for the podcasting industry in general not just in the us but like the whole world how many people around the world use spotify it's ridiculous you, um i'm podcasting is a fairly um how do i say this it's a fairly popular thing <laughs> in like the us and i'm sure in europe in africa it's it's still coming up i'd say it's not as big it's the market is not as big as in the us and uk and other places but it's a pretty big industry worldwide and it's is only good things happening so far it's just growing and growing and growing as each year passes clearly and big companies like spotify who are investing a hundred million dollars into joe rogan they're investing god knows how much into this michelle obama production it just shows the investment that the biggest digital streaming platform in the world I'm not sure if that's official, so don't quote me. To me, it is. But Spotify, the most, the biggest digital streaming platform in the world, is continuing to prioritize podcasts over music, <laughs> which is ridiculous. So they are clearly seeing something there that um, maybe other companies are not really valuing, but clearly it's proving to be more and more lucrative as the years go by i can only imagine how big the podcasting industry is going to get around the world it's just it's an exciting thing it's an exciting time to be a podcaster in my opinion no matter how big or no matter how small it's ridiculous the amount of eyes around the world that will be turned to podcast just because it's this woman doing one people who have never listened to podcasts in their life will be thinking oh okay michelle obama let's see what this podcasting thing is all about and that can only breed good things not just for now but like and for not just for now in podcasting but for the future of it it's it's it's, it's truly amazing to watch and i'm super excited about that and to finish this podcast I think I want to be doing this each time new music comes out to be finishing with the podcast and to be finishing the podcast with new music. And there's new music from 
a couple of people today only friday it's been drake um joey badass pink sweats jenny aiko i think dropped her deluxe yo it's been it's been an amazing month for music in my opinion with pop smoke uh juice world who has just sold apparently 508k last week in the u.s those streaming numbers are not i'm sure they're not even a fraction of his streaming numbers worldwide because 508,000 in the uk apparently not in the uk sorry in the u.s and apparently that's 450 to 500,000 500 million streams i think 450 to 500 million uh, streams that's just in the u.s apparently you can imagine in other countries how much how big juice world was you can only imagine how much he sold like in totality so that was really great for me to see a rest in peace juice world of course drake dropped uh rather dj Kali dropped two drake songs i don't know if that sounds right but anyway and there's uh pop star and greece lord what the hell was greece that song i'm a drake stan and i have never ever 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 disliked a drake song as much as i dislike that grease jam like what the hell was he thinking why is his voice that high what's going on <laughs> i really didn't understand why he chose to do that anyway i'm going to blame Ali. that's not my guy <laughs> uh, but pop star was pop star was a nice jam i really enjoyed it really high energy up tempo i like the flow that drake is hitting i, I enjoyed that song um what else i just saw also a couple of minutes ago pop smokes deluxe album is coming out on monday and that's 15 new tracks and i could not be more excited because that initial 19 tracks was ridiculous the fact that they are giving us 15 more i'm really excited uh for that pop smoke deluxe once again it's hard to say but rest in peace pop smoke i'm glad they're still um dishing out his 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 music i hope they keep the same standard that they did with the initial release uh joy badass oh my gosh i really enjoyed those three songs it's been three years and he's come back with three songs i'm really into them i realized today how much i hey how much <laughs> how much I had really missed Joy Badass in music. As for Jene, I haven't gotten around to listening to it. I I'll be honest, I liked Shilombo. <laughs> Shilombo. I don't know if it's Shilombo or or the Kenyan in me really wants to say Chilombo <laughs> or Chilombo. Um by Jene, Jene Aiko. I listened to the first okay I listened to the album I enjoyed it but I really wasn't digging the vibe she seemed a bit too happy <laughs> she honestly seemed a bit too happy and we all know our female R&B singers or just R&B singers in general make better music when they are hurt 
and she sounded happy so i didn't enjoy the vibe <laughs> i don't know if that's a bit cynical or what anyway i think that's how i want to end today's podcast you guys should definitely go out and check uh not to go out please stay inside your houses <laughs> but you should definitely go and check out the new music uh that's coming out don't forget pop smoke on monday drake is already out uh joey badass and jenny aiko and pink sweats not to forget pink sweats really nice r&b singer that i started listening to a while back but anyway thanks for listening if you reach this far and peace